This is the Kaniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? We're getting closer every day. Yes, we are. Alright guys, we are back with another episode, and uh, this uh, episode is mainly going to be about the preseason games, reviewing those, see what players have stood out, and bef- and get on to, there is one Hurricanes news that we will get to, and have some NHL news as well. But first, we want to get to um, the uh, Hurricane Ian. Um, we know that we have lots of listeners uh, that have been listening to us in North Carolina, the bulk of them are. So uh, we just uh, want to keep you in our thoughts and prayers if you have been affected by the hurricane. Yes, anyone affected by Hurricane Ian, especially in the state of Florida, who they were hit really hard. And Florida, of- too. Yeah, I mean, when it hit Florida, it was a Category 4 hurricane. It was very close to a Category 5. So our thoughts and prayers with the state of Florida right now, hopefully they can get... Um, Repair is done, and people can start to get their lives back to normal. I know it's going to take some time, but we will definitely be praying for you all down there, um, all the Kaniacs, the Panthers fans, Florida fans, and just everyone in general. So um, hopefully you all stayed safe. Um, And now to uh, talk about a Category 5 hurricane that's been taken on the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightnings in the last week. Yeah, the Canes have been doing pretty good, but but before we get to that, we're gonna get uh, to start with the some NHL news. Uh, Brock Besser for Vancouver undergoes hand surgery and is mm-hmm. out three to four weeks. That's a blow to Vancouver. I think that's gonna hurt their start to the season, but I don't think it will ultimately doom their season. I, I think the team is built to compete. I think if they can go at least 500 without Besser to start the season, they'll be putting themselves in a good spot to still make the playoffs. I still have them as a playoff team. Oh, yeah. They still have Elias Pedersen, Bo Horvat, JT Miller, who they just JT extended. JT Miller, yes. So they still have a pretty good offense, but still a little bit of a big hole. Um, another news that... Um, that was brought up in the past few days with Spencer Knight. Uh, he signs a three-year, $4.5 million contract with Florida. Uh, we saw him in game action. Yeah, I mean, good gracious day. He looked like he deserved the money um, when he made those two saves on Ajo. Robbed him, completely robbed Ajo. Um, but overall, I think the contract's an overpayment, um, unless their ultimate plan is to trade Bobrovsky once his contract kind of starts to come down, his full no-move clause turns into a semi. Um, after, I, after this year. Yeah, I don't know. Not when Jake Ottinger's making less. So for me, it's... I, I, I think that's too much for a backup goalie. I mean, they have a lot of money tied up in goaltending. I think it's somewhere around $14.5 million. That's a lot for goalies, especially when you look at teams like the Carolina Hurricanes, who who I think right now we pay six. Right, right around six. I would have to check. Yeah, six or six and a half. But I, to me, the signing of Spencer Knight isn't really that much of a problem. It's more, to me, what really weighs in on the factor is Bobrovsky's $10 million contract. Yes. Six it's and really, a half. Carolina pays six and a half to their goaltending. Yeah. 
I mean, paying $10 million for a goalie that really hasn't lived up to a $10 million goalie, it, yeah. it raises some questions as to how much these teams are willing to pay for a starting goalie. So you have a goaltender in Sergei Bobrovsky who, honestly, during the regular season, he's fine. It's really in the playoffs where he earns his paycheck. So I know you're you're probably not the biggest fan of Bobrovsky, but like this last season, Sergei Bobrovsky is why they were able to hang in there in most of those games. I, yeah, I mean, he, that's he just, got better last season. The playoffs, Sergei Bobrovsky looked elite. So he's a good goal. I mean, the, the Florida Panthers have two very elite goaltenders, but it's because of that contract that Bobrovsky has. You're, you just don't see goaltenders making that money anymore. Because it's just it's a risky move to tie up in one goaltender. The only goalie in the NHL, in my opinion, who who's makes that and is who is worth it was Carey Price. He's on LTIR, so his contract doesn't hurt. But every time Carey Price is on the ice, he's he's earning that salary. It's very rare Carey Price has an off night or an off season. Even when his team in front of him is bad, he's always very good. So those are the two highest paid goalies in the league. Carey Price is clearly worth it. Terry Bobrovsky, there's question marks. Is he a good goalie? Sure, I'd love to have him. You know, I'm sure every every team would love to have him on their roster. Maybe not at that price, but in short, Florida's overpaying in goaltending. Period. Whether it's you want to combine them or it's one or the other, they're they're overpaying for for the net right now. Yes, I would agree. And our next topic is uh, John Tavares is out for three weeks for Toronto. That raises a, a huge hole. I expect Alexander Kerfoot to yeah. be taking that second line center spot. And we've also heard rumblings of Mitch Marner um, maybe uh, filling in on the D at points during the season. Yeah, Toronto's kind of banged up right now and it's not even the start of the season. Um, but that comes in. I, I just don't have any belief in Toronto. That's about all I have to say about the Leafs. Yeah, so we'll see about uh, John Tavares and the Leafs. And now Andrew Peake signs a three-year, $2.75 million contract with Columbus. He's a young defenseman. We know that. Uh, we don't know a lot about him, even though he played one full season last year with Columbus. Uh, they're kind of banking on him to uh, be a pretty good defenseman uh, a year or two down the future. I mean, that's a good deal if he does blossom into that player, they probably hope. Um, Columbus is just, they're scary good. So it's just a matter of how they, how they, how they play. Exactly. And the next player that's, uh, with Toronto, he got signed to a two year, $1.4 million contract. And that is Rasmus Sandin. He is a third pairing defenseman with Toronto. Obviously, uh, they, they could use all the defensive help they could get right now. Uh, but um, Rasmus Sandin, he's a little bit like Andrew Peake. He's a young defenseman. who, um, But it is a little bit more of a bridge deal for him. Let's, and see if he can become a top-four defenseman for Toronto. I think he will. I think he'll take advantage of this opportunity because he's certainly being underpaid. So... We'll see what he does. I think Toronto has a couple. Now, Toronto has good players on their team. It's the problem is it's gotten them nowhere. I mean, good job you have. You know, you have Austin Matthews, 
Mitch Marner, William Nylander, what's that gotten you? You made the playoffs every year. Congrats. Well, they just haven't gotten out of the first round. So Yeah, and I mean, that's the problem. That's what's frustrating with uh, Toronto fans and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I mean, Carolina's starting to fall into that, too, except we're in the second round. We can't seem to get past that ever since the year we made it the first time when we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I just... You have a lot of teams, and I said this last year during the playoffs. You have a lot of teams who are supposed to make the playoffs again this year that have demons to overcome. And I think Carolina and um, Florida, Carolina, Florida exercised theirs by, by beating teams that they're supposed to. Florida hadn't won a playoff series in a long time as well. They did. Carolina hadn't beaten Boston the last two. They did. And I, and I thought that was enough for Carolina to move forward, but it's not. Carolina's demon now is definitely that second round of the playoffs, and Toronto's is still that first. Florida still in Kate and unable to really step up and play well in the playoffs. Um, you have a lot of teams who are going to look to to be exercising demons this year. I truly believe this that the Carolina Hurricanes are the best team in the Eastern Conference. I do not believe Florida is that anymore. I do not believe it's Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is getting older. So well, and, and they've lost players because of the cap. That's another Yeah, and they keep too. having to trim the roster. So and, and that's expected. Are they still an elite club? <laughs> you have Kucherov on Stamkos, you're still good. No, I'm not saying you're not. I'm saying I'm saying Tampa Bay's not as deep as they were when they won the cup the two years in a row. Is Colorado as good as they were last year? No, I mean they're not. You lost one of your best players in Azam Khatri. Couldn't afford him. That's expected when you're paying certain players a little bit more money. Um so it's really just a matter of who's going to take the reins in the East. I do believe it's Carolina's conference to lose. In the West, it's still Colorado's conference to lose. I expect one of those two teams will win the President's Trophy. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how uh, these teams do in both conferences. And now let's get on to Jake Allen, who signs a two-year $3.85 million contract with Montreal. I mean, Montreal, they're a rebuilding type of team right now so for jake allen he stays for another two years not really to make much of it because of where the team is at right yeah now. but they're still you know jake allen is um good goalie he'll do fine in montreal they just need someone there to fill the void because it's certainly not going to be carrie price yeah because he's probably his career is probably over and that's unfortunate he, he is one of the players in the nhl i would have really loved to have seen one at one a cup but i could be wrong he could play he has not retired yet so we'll see what happens Yes. Now let's get on to some hurricane news as Calvin DeHaan signs a one-year $0.85 million contract. I thought it was going to be like $1 million, to be honest. Kind of what Derek Stepan's contract was last season. But we were able to sign him for less. Good job, Don Waddell. And I think we kind of knew this was coming when we heard the news of Jake Gardner not making it to preseason. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to combine some things together here talking about Carolina's back end. The signing of Calvin DeHaan, I think, is twofold. It shows Jay Gardner's not where he needs to be. And I think at this point, it's going to be pretty clear Jay Gardner will probably never play for the Carolina Hurricanes again. Mm -mm. Um, I think if he was going to, that would have happened already or they would have made some kind of announcement. The answer, still the only thing we have is that he had a setback. But I feel as if they expected him to play. They would have made a statement on that already. 
he hasn't joined the team. He hasn't. I don't think he's even in Raleigh. So it makes me feel he's definitely he's not going to play for the organization, or they've, you know, that's probably the direction that they're in right now. Um, that and I believe signing Calvin DeHaan because it's not a necessary signing. Because when you look at it, you have Ethan Bear, Dylan Coughlin, Jalen Chatfield. Maxime Lejoie, do you technically need Calvin DeHaan? No, that makes me say, okay, there's of those four players, there isn't there's a belief that one of them can't do it. And I believe that one they believe they can't do it is probably Ethan Bear. I expect Ethan Bear to be traded or probably not utilized, or he's a seventh defenseman, because I think and and, and even then I, I don't know because I think Chatfield and Dylan Coughlin have played better in the preseason. They've been more impressive. Yes, they have. And also, the thing also with Bear, too, is that you also have to question, has he improved? And I don't see an improvement from last season from Bear. No, and we'll talk a little bit about his performance, because we were yeah. at the game on, on yesterday and on Saturday. And, I mean, in contrast, you have Ethan Bear, who just who just didn't look very good. He had an assist. Good, good for him. He had an assist. That's about the only time he looked good in the game. He had a lot of turnovers. He had a lot of missed plays. He just had a lot of defensive breakdowns. He went down too early, which caused Florida to get a good goal. Um, and then you have a player like Marty Natchez, who, who they both equally had a really bad season last year. And you have a player like Marty Natchez, who's looking better, where he still he might make better. some mistakes. And it's, he's a young player. And so is Ethan Bear. He might be making some mistakes, but Marty Natchez is so dimensional that he can just play such a great game. And Natchez had a goal. He's getting points. He's looking very good. He's clicking with that line. I, I don't know if I want to ever break up that line, as Svechnikov, KK, Natchez. They look so good. KK had a couple of opportunities. Granted, he missed a wide-open net. But you know what? There's a lot of nerves. He's stepping into a role that's different for him, that's new for him. But I think that line is going to be solid. And we'll talk a lot about that line and, and as we get to move on. Yes. And also, I mean, looking back at the whole Calvin DeHaan signing, to me what I think happened is the Hurricanes kind of already knew or was anticipating at least that Jake Gardner was going to have a s- setback, yes. which is why they signed a Han to a PTO. And when they got the official word that Gardner was going to have a setback, that was when they signed him. And to me, it makes sense. And I think to me, out of all the defensemen, he's the, He's a pretty obvious pick for me that will be in the top six due to the fact that he's one a defensive minded defenseman and yep. he's left handed. Yep. I, I I mean I think that almost guarantees a spot. I think one player that to me has guaranteed a spot that's been fighting for it is Dylan Coglin. He's been amazing. We'll get to him in just a second. But it it's interesting just looking back at that whole situation with the Han story kind of intersecting Gardner's story because without Gardner's setback, I really don't think DeHaan uh, would be in the lineup and get signed. So, yeah, and Calvin DeHaan is a really good player. He knows the system. It's going to work out pretty well, I think, with him here, whether he's the seventh defenseman or on the bottom pair. 
Because Chatfield, because I, I think Coughlin has earned a playoff spot, or not a playoff spot, has earned a roster spot. I, I think you almost have to. He's looked very, very good on the power play QB2. He's looked very, very good on that bottom pairing. He's a very good skater. He can shoot the puck. I mean, I, I don't see an instance where Ethan Bear's better than him. And I don't see an instance where Jake Gardner is better than him. Of course, I want to see Jake Gardner come in and compete. We're paying him. Of course, you want to see him compete. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the whole Calvin uh, DeHaan situation. Uh, well, I mean, to you listeners out there, do you guys think he's going to be on the opening night roster? Or do you think he's not? So, we'll see as we get closer to opening night. Uh, now, let's get into the preseason. Uh, before we start on the games... I just want to state that I think, from what I've seen a lot on Twitter, we tend to either take things too seriously, if it's preseason, take things too light. My opinion on the preseason is this. It is kind of the opposite of the regular season. It's more on the process than the end result, whereas regular season is a little bit more mostly on the end result than the process because i mean you want to see how these guys play and the chemistry on how these guys play with together so it's preseason so i always try to take it for a grain of salt all right so yeah i mean i think that's a fair way to look at it as well as i think you can look at the result when you're looking at players who are trying to make the roster right so one hand you have ETH, you have sebastian ajo andres Vechnikov. Brent Burns, Jacob Slavin, who are all making the roster. Who, if they play poorly, it does not affect their chances at making the roster. They exactly. just, they're probably not going to exert themselves because they don't want to get hurt in games that don't matter. And that's the most important thing. It's not getting injured Absolutely. during preseason. Nate just freaked me out on Saturday because he went into the boards. Got quite nervous. Um, then you have players like Dylan Coughlin, Ethan Bear. Jalen Chatfield, Malte uh, Stromwell. Um, I haven't seen Ryan Suzuki play yet, I don't think. Um, I haven't either. But he also hasn't been sent down, so that, that says something, too. Um, and you have these players who they're trying to make their lineup. They're trying to make the roster. Their results matter, right? Yes. Because... Dylan Coughlin has, I want to think, three or four points, and I think three points on the power play. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, it's preseason. Yes, the results do not matter under any circumstances. But it's definitely going to make the, the job of the head coach harder because you, because you think going into training camp it's going to be your defense will be slaving. Burns, Shea, Pesci, Dehan, Bear. Before you play a game, that's probably the thought, because Ethan Bear's making the money. Ethan Bear's got the experience. Ethan Bear's played in the NHL on a regular basis. That's who you expect will be on that line. But now you have Jalen Chatfield, who's looked very good, who's very fast. You have Dylan Coughlin, who's been a power play quarterback now. He's looked very good doing it. I don't see how you can't give Coughlin at least one of those two spots. Now the question is, do you give it to Dahan? My, my my thoughts probably. Yes. Is that seventh defenseman now 
is it going to be Chatfield or is it going to be Bear? My thought is because of how the contracts are, it's going to be Ethan Bear. And so you can make that decision if you move if you move him out. I have Cap Friendly pulled up here because I was just looking at the Hurricanes salary cap area. Uh, Carolina right now is in minus. So they are over the cap by about three and a half million. And right now they are paying Ethan Bear 2.2. So you have to remember, this is not taking into account of Max Pacioretty or Jake Gardner on LTIR. So once Max Pacioretty is on LTIR, we were fine. Because he's going to be put on LTIR. That's the expectation. If not, then maybe they're thinking he's going to come back sooner or they just don't they don't need to. Um, it's also not taking into effect that you need Jake Gardner on LTIR. So what's going to happen is right now you have about 11 and change and salary that's going to be on LTIR for this organization. So Carol and and most likely Jake Gardner is going to be on LTIR for the rest of the season unless something changes. I really do not know, but let's assume he's on LTIR for the rest of the season. You don't need to make any moves if you don't want to, because his contract's going to take away the three and, and change, because Jake Gardner makes I think four and change. Yeah, so Jake Gardner makes about four. Bring him off the books, and you're fine. But the question then becomes, if that doesn't happen, if they think Gardner's going to play, they think Pacioretty's going to play, you still got to get rid of $3 million. So that means, okay, Ethan Bear, bye-bye. He's the logical choice on the back end. And then the other logical choice, in my opinion, is, and it's not a popular opinion, would be probably Jordan Martinuk, because that's $3.8 million. And, and salary, if you'd move those two, and we're 3.4, so moving them out gives you the cap space, and you can fill those spots with people who who have more offensive touches to them. Like a Derek Stepon. Yeah. Like maybe well, Ryan Dezingle, too. Okay, let's think about that, too. We haven't signed Derek Stepon. So we signed Derek Stepon, then maybe my scenario of moving um, uh, moving uh, Martinook and Bear won't work anymore. you got to figure something else out. I think that's the problem. You're, you're going to have to kind of, man, kind of massage the cap. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to be in a lot better spot if, 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 you, if Gardner's out for the season. Yeah, that's going to be interesting how that pans out. Still can't wait for opening night, though. That's going to be a very fun game. Oh, absolutely. Now let's get into the actual preseason games. Uh, first game now, we did a bit of a car cast, if you guys have not listened to it, on the very first game. So we won't touch on it as much as the other two, but... It, it, it took a while for the first goal to appear. It, it, it had to start in the second period with Svechikov getting a goal from KK and Coughlin. Now it's when we're really starting what Coughlin yeah. can do. And I want to, you know, a couple of touches on the first period. There's no goals. That kind of had both of us nervous a little bit because we were like, okay, we are absolutely squashing Florida or Tampa Bay. Why haven't we scored a goal? Because it was an NHL lineup in Carolina and a prospect lineup in Florida. That's a game you win. Yeah, and you sh- should win. You should win. And you're, and you're in Carolina. You should win at home. And score. And it's like, okay. Kind of nerve-wracking, but okay. Uh, then Carolina's like, oh, we were just kind of toying with our food. Opens, opens the floodgates in the second period. And well, like you said, Svechnikov. And like you, and, and like you said, that shows us Coughlin. Uh, 
He just looks good. Oh, yes, he does. And the next goal is scored by Stastny, also from Coughlin. Yeah, I guess so that's Coughlin, two assists and then KK. Because Coughlin took a bomb from the point. Just an absolute yeah. clapper from the point and tipped in by Stasny. I think, and you agreed when we t- discussed it, I think on the car cast, that puck was going to go in whether it went, whether whether it was uh, tipped or not. So, because it wasn't much of a direction changer. Exactly. And um, another thing I want to point out, because Stasny got a goal there, is I really like the Stasny, Stahl, and Foss line. Now, that was changed yesterday as we're recording this on Saturday. Yes. Yes, it's Kasha. Kasha. And Kasha's fine. I think Stasny. I think he got, I think Kasha got better as the game went on. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like Stastny a little bit better in that position. But that's fine because that's what the precinct's for. Trial and error. See yeah. what goes well. And now you know, for one thing, if you feel like you're not getting what you need from Kasha, you can put Stasny on there. If you feel like you're not getting what you need from Stasny, you can put Kasha. And and Stasny can play up in the lineup. You have injuries, which you do throughout the season. You put Stasny on the second first line, he's going to fit in just fine. Um, you fit Kasha on that first and second line, and he'll probably fit in just fine. Just like Faust. Faust can play on first, second, third, or fourth line if he has to. Carolina's got a lot of those versatile players. And then, of course, we can always have Jordan Martinuk on the first line, which I know makes all you Caniacs just about as happy as me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. But I know a lot of fans aren't happy with the whole Martinuk thing, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Third period of that game, we have Ajo and Jarvis lighting it up. Ajo basically breaks the ankles of the Tampa Bay player, whose name escapes me, but that was such a filthy, filthy goal. And Jarvis, he's showing his sniper ability by uh, putting it uh, past uh, the glove side of the goalie. And into the net. Just two beautiful goals. And I mean, what more can you ask for? Nothing Carolina at that point. They're they've been dominant the whole game. Yeah, I mean Carolina in that game just, just they just they played well. They played well. And Carolina showed why they are an elite group of pocket players. Because that was the NHL roster. That was very close to what they're gonna roll out. Um, except on the back end, at least for the forward group, that was very close to what they were going to roll out for um, for opening night. Yes. And, of course, Tampa scores with Ladislav Damastankinov from Colton and Kopke, I'm guessing is how you pronounce it. Domestikov from Colton and I think that's right, Kopke. Kopke, yeah. And then Stromwall, who has impressed me, Quite a bit. He's a rookie. He's a rookie from the Finnish Elite League, I believe, is where he was playing. Um, he's a rookie. He's twenty eight years old. Um, he's twenty eight years old. He's, he would be a rookie in the NHL, but he's been playing with men for a very long time. Yes. This guy, as I think it was Adam Gold, kind of talking about, you have players with long leashes, like Jarvis was given last year. So I expect Stromwall to make the opening night roster. Yeah, maybe. It, maybe not start, but he gives you that option if you're like, okay, we can't really afford to bring Stepan back, but you know what, Stromwell, we already got him under contract, so give him a shot. Yeah, so we'll see. Again, I am a little bit cautious when talking about preseason games because it is preseason. 
So I, I that's always in my mind when I'm talking about these games. Yes. But that, that was a good, promising game, Tampa at Carolina. And now the next game is Carolina at Florida. I did not see this game, but I was keeping up with it. I was saying I didn't watch it either. I was watching Gabriel Iglesias perform. Just go see him if you haven't. It's worth it. He doesn't pay me to say that. He's just funny. And if you want a good laugh, go listen to Fluffy. Of course. <laughs> but, so, first period. Uh, Carolina scores Nason uh, from Dezingle. And once again, Dylan Coughlin showing up on the scoreboard. It was and, a power play. Yeah, and I believe it was a power play, too. And what was interesting for this game is that it was Carolina's prospects against Florida's NHL team. Which, to me, was surprising when we won, like, 5-2, to two, I believe. Like, that was, to me, a little bit impressive. And then, after the Nason goal, you have Stepan scoring on a shorty, I believe. Yep. So, that's 2 nothing. And Stepan is trying to make his case of being signed for the Hurricanes. And in the second period, you have a couple of prospects showing up. And Robodas um, from Labate and Reese, good for Jamison Reese on getting the points. And you have Vasily Panamarev from Lajoie and Chatfield. Yep. I know Florida scores from Sam Bennett. Um, and he gets assists from ex Canes players in Forestley and Lusterainen. But it's 4 to 1 into the second period. Pretty good start for the Canes going into the third. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, um, that's a that's that's what you want from these guys. That's all you can hope for because what kind of roster did Florida roll out? They rolled out their NHL roster. And this young group of kids shut down Barkov. That's just like wow. Cuz Barkov's elite, elite. And that's what I'm saying. This is where it gives me the thought and it's as is this an overreaction? Probably. And I'm the first one to admit it's an overreaction. I feel as though this kind of performance and this inability of Florida to take advantage like they're supposed to makes me feel as though Florida's a very good hockey club. No slight on them, but I think Carolina's better. I think even when we play our young players, Carolina's better. And I think a lot of this stems from the coaching staff, from the culture that Carolina has built in this organization, from this drive to win, this drive to be better. So, I think Carolina is the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they're better than Toronto. I think they're well. I think they're built better than Toronto. We don't have an Austin Matthews on our team. No one on our team is better than Austin Matthews. But our third and fourth lines are better. Our defense is far beyond better. Our goaltending is. They're starting Matt Murray. Oh sure, Toronto's going to make it past the first round this year. I mean, come on, no. I mean, Toronto's in a lot of trouble. So Carolina, I think it's the best. I, th- I think Carolina and Colorado will be one and two. We'll see which one's one. We'll see which one's two. And I think Florida will probably be in the mix as a top three. Oh yeah, they're still a very the good team. NHL. No, they're still a very good team. They they have some good players, um, but they did they didn't get better. Yeah, so we'll see on that. And then in the third period, a player that I am. Uh, Hoping plays very well this season is Jack Drury. He gets a goal from DeHaan and Martinuk. Everybody loves a Marty party. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, Florida scores from Brandon Montour, but at the time they score, they know they're pretty much done. But, again, this is a veteran 
Florida lineup, they don't care about preseason. They don't. They're ready to start the regular season. So, But it is impressive that our prospects did come to play, which was really good. And now on to Florida coming here to Carolina, and it is the opposite, where we have our NHL lineup, Florida has their prospects out. Yeah, and this game was a lot closer, but Carolina still still won the game at the end of the day. Um, uh, a player that you and I are probably the most excited about in this roster, Brent Burns, opens the scoring from Turbo. And it was his first game playing yeah. in the Hurricanes jersey. Yeah, t- uh, Brent Burns just looked like he fit, looked like he'd been playing for the Hurricanes for his whole career. He looked very, very good. Um, he's going to play great. He's going to be great. He had, I think, over 10 attempted shots in the game. He had over 10. So he had at least 10, but I think it was more shot attempts in the game that's like okay there that dude is going to take a lot of shots he's going to score a lot of goals he's going to help this power play really 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 start clicking i think um next goal andre svechnikov just doing andre svechnikov things i think he i think he has kind of elevated his game a bit i think Uh, he's kind of polished some stuff i think from last season. Yeah, I think you can I think Andre Svechnikov looks like he's ready to take a step. I think this dude's going to score some goals. More goals than last season. Yes. I think Andre Svechnikov is going to score more goals this season than he has in his past several seasons. I think this is going to be his career year. I think you're going to get I I think it's possible you get a career year from Brent Burns. If this is the kind of play we're expecting from him where he's scoring goals, getting you know, getting points. I think it's possible too, and he's the best player we've had on the back end with Slavin, better than Dougie, better than uh, Tony D'Angelo, and no disrespect again to either of those team players either. Tony D'Angelo, Dougie Hamilton were exactly what this organization needed when we when, when we had them. Um, Dougie Hamilton helped us get to the playoffs for the first time in almost ten years. So uh, all of those players and and Tony D'Angelo was a tough guy. We needed it, and both of those players will always hold a very you know close spot in, in all of the Kaniacs' hearts for sure. They were great, great hockey players. But Brent Burns just brings that more physical, that more dynamic. He he is more all around better than all of them. He has that offensive offensive touch that they both had, but he can also play defense. He can hit. He can hit you, and it's gonna hurt. You do, you do not want uh, to mess with a Wookie. Yeah, no. Let the Wookie win. Um, for sure. I mean, it's whew. Brent Burns is very good hockey player. You and I saw this on Twitter. I, I don't know who who it was that tweeted it out, but I thought it was great. Of so, someone needs to play the Wookie. Um, <laughs> the goal, yeah, Wookie sound. The Wookie sound once Brent Burns scores. That I loved that. Whoever tweeted that out, props to you, man. Yeah, I mean that would be great. Um, second period is when things kind of took a little tumble. Uh, Ethan Bear, <laughs> a couple of issues there caused Florida to get back in this one. Florida rattles off three from Balsers, Lomberg, and then former Carolina Hurricane legend Zach Delpe puts Florida ahead. Um, I didn't know he still played in the National Hockey League. So. I didn't either, or that but, he still played. But you know what? Good, good, good. Yeah, good for him. He's still trying to be an NHL player. Yeah, he's thirty years old, I believe. Yeah, I remember Zach Dalby. I liked him a lot when he was a Hurricane. Good for him. You know, go go take a shot. Go take a shot. Try and try and make a roster. Try and win a cup. That's what every player wants to do. They want to play in the NHL. They want to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, but Carolina had no intention of letting Florida 
just walk out of there with a win. Um, Marty Natchez with an unbelievable goal from his knees. I mean, he just took, I, I just. It was a slapper. Yeah, he just one-timed it. He went all the way down to his knees and just took the shot. I mean, he put everything into it. So, great goal from Natchez. Uh, Svechnikov with the real setup there and, and Bear. Uh, you know, props to Bear getting a point. But, again, he had a pretty rough game. But Svechnikov, that's his second goal and an assist in that game. Good, good. I mean, love that. Love, love that Svechnikov, Natchez, and Kotkaniemi just look really good. Yes, and it's tied heading into a third period. Even and even though I wasn't nervous, my nervousness was more on whether I could get the power back at our place. Yeah, at that time, but we we did. And um, what was funny is that we made that tweet of maybe the episode be delayed. Thirty minutes later, power comes back on, so that's great. Yep. Uh, but the third period. Uh, Burns scores another goal from Kasha and Slavin. This one just had me just like, wow, this guy. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of snuck it past night. He just kind of saw it slip on through. Nice goal from from Burnsy there. Um, he's going to be so good for this team. He's, he's going to be so good. And Kasha got to get a point. So I'm happy about that. Yes, I am too. And uh, this was the game where we saw saw Kasha playing with Stahl and Foss. We did cover that. I do like Kasha playing, or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Stastny playing with Stahl and Foss better. But um, I think what Kasha's going to be is a is playing with Jack Jury and maybe Jordan Martinuk on the fourth <laughs> line. But... I, I still I do like Caution. I see the reason why they kind of wanted to sign him. He does have some offense in his game. Yes, for sure. Kasha's going to be a great hockey player. He's going to do good if he can stay healthy. I think he's going to. He, he he's one of the, again. He's one of those players who can play anywhere in your lineup and be successful. And and I think you get that from Stads. And you, that that's why you brought them both in. So I expect that to be great. And then when you get Max Pacioretty back. This team is going to be very, very hard to beat. Yes, it is. And we have two more preseason games. After this, tomorrow is the last, the home, last one. home one, which is against Columbus. And then the day after that is at Buffalo. And then and then we have to take into consideration they may reschedule that one preseason game that was in Tampa. Um, they have not announced that they will. My thought is, is there a reason for it? Probably not. But I think every team has to play at least six. I think Carolina will satisfy that without it. Um, I'd have to look. Brandon Moore is okay with it. They are, but we'll get fined if we don't. So, um, you know, that's just how that goes. I didn't know that was actually a a rule is six preseason games. We got fined last year because we didn't play the minimum required. We got in trouble, so. Oh, okay. So six. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting how the rest of preseason plays out. Um, I do, after these three preseason games, what are three skaters were you impressed by? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, I'll let you go first. We'll see if they're the same. Okay. I bet they're going to be pretty close. To me, number one is Dylan Coughlin. I think the way he's been playing, uh, now he didn't play uh, the game against Florida here, 
in North Carolina. But the way he's been playing, I think he's pretty much a lock to be in that top six. And I think that just makes Ethan Bear even more expendable. To me, the next player that impressed me is Brent Burns. I'm going with a little bit of a safe pick in Brent Burns because, I mean, he's new to this environment. He's new to being a Canes player. It doesn't always work sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we saw how beneficial he was on the ice. He was kind of a bit... Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's takes on um, any leadership role ex- but I don't think he's going to wear an A or a C. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's part of a leadership thing because he has so much experience. He was a Norris winner. nominated and winner uh, defenseman. Yep. Brings a lot of experience there. So I, Burns really impressed me. And to me, a player that I'm going to say is Netris. He has been promising. Yeah, there have been a couple of mistakes that you could see from past season, but I think he's gotten a lot better. I think Svech has polished some stuff of his game during the preseason. I think we still have a question with KK, though. I think we still have that question. So, for me, my number... You know, Dylan Coughlin, of course, agreed. He's been unbelievable. Um... Honestly, my number two is Code Kanyemi. I, I thought he looked very good. Um, I think he still looks very good. And, and the reason why I don't seem I don't feel as though I have that question right now, and it may reemerge in the regular season, is that line just looks so good. They can they click so well. Yes, Code Kanyemi missed an empty net. But Sveshnikov and H just look very, very good. And every player has a nights where, you know, they get robbed or they miss. Yeah. I don't know, got robbed mm-hmm. twice. Three times if you want to count the breakaway. So KK has impressed me. I thought he looked very good playing second line center. He's able to to care. He's able to skate with Natchez and, and Svech. He needs to win a little bit more faceoffs. Yes, but that's also why you've got Natchez there, who who has won those faceoffs when he's been called upon. Yes. Um, and then my number three, I'm going to say Stromwell. Um, I'm not taking any obvious names. I, for me, I knew that Burns was going to be good. I, I knew that. Not surprised. He's a, he's that kind of player. But Stromwell, I think, Maltese Stromwell, I think, might might be that surprise, right? Might be that surprise player that just comes onto the scene and just plays really, 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 really well. And, and that's the problem I have right now, where I love Jordan Martinook for the locker room. I do not love him playing on the ice. I just, I don't see where he can do what he needs to do. I just, I don't see where he fits anymore. Where in 2019, yes, that was needed. We needed that leadership voice. We needed Justin Williams. We needed Jordan Martin, Jacob Slavin. That was needed in the locker room. Because we haven't had that for so long. But we have... Aho is going to be the next captain of this franchise. I think that's the thought right now. <laughs> you need to give him the full time A. I think if your plan is for him to be your captain, it means your plan is to re-sign him, and you need to give him the complete complete trust. Give him the A that he deserves full-time. And I think at that point, that will mean that Martinook isn't much of a... isn't anything more than a healthy extra for your team. And that's a good healthy extra to have, but if you need 
roster, you know, cap space. I don't know what you do. I just I don't see a spot for him. Like I'd rather have Stromwell in the lineup. I'd rather have Jury. I'd rather have a lot of these other players in the lineup before him who just have Derek off- Stepan. Yeah, even Ryan Dezingle, To be honest, I'd probably. I don't know about Ryan Dezingle. I need to see more of him. Martin Uck. Um, but yeah, I think that's where you're sitting right now. For sure, is is what you expect from these players. So I don't know what they're gonna do. We'll know in the next few days because they're going to start doing roster cuts. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, because I do not know. I believe they might be practicing today. I yeah, don't they know were practicing this morning. Certain. They were doing a lot, of, a lot of different line combinations that were just kind of mixing and matching in all kinds of places that you just aren't able to really garnish anything from it. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if they announced another roster, um, updated roster announcements later today. As Possibly, if not, probably Tuesday. Maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah, maybe tomorrow morning. But next three days, within between today and Tuesday, they're going to cut the roster again for sure, for sure, for sure. Because they're going to pretty much start. If you don't play Tampa again, the Buffalo game, you're going to pretty much have your NHL roster on the ice. Yeah, honestly, I'd rather have our full NHL roster on the ice uh, for both Columbus and Buffalo, just so you get some warm up, but. We'll Brendan Moore is the coach. That's his responsibility, not mine. Yeah, and I'll take a quick just check on, on Twitter to see if they've announced a roster yet. Because I, I don't know. Because um, it's possible. Um, and speaking of Twitter, uh, if you want to keep up to date with the Kenyak Report, uh, follow us uh, on we Twitter. Did, so we did place uh, a player on waivers today. Oh, we did? We did. We placed William Legison on waivers today. Uh, other players that were put on waivers, I'll just go ahead and read off this list. This was treated by Chris Johnson uh, initially and then retweeted by Walt Ruff. Uh, Carolina has placed William Lagason. Buffalo placed Malcolm Subban. Oscar Dansk by Calgary. Greg McKegg by Edmonton. He was a former Hurricane. Dylan Hetherington from Ottawa. Drake Coglia from Pittsburgh. Alex Nylander from Pittsburgh. Dustin Toparski from Pittsburgh. Cole Lind from Seattle. Zach Fucale from Washington. Um, and here's just another tweet I think would be good, too, to read off from a quote from Rod Brendamore. Rod Brendamore says that he expects the next few days to be very competitive for the Canes, nothing that they're not sure, n- noting that they're not sure which way they're going to go on a few roster decisions. Uh, the team takes on Columbus tomorrow. So, yeah, that is um, that's some news right there. The the moving of the players was about twenty minutes ago, so uh, that's big. That that player I I never thought would make it. He played yesterday. He didn't really impress, but he did get hit. He was the player that got hit in the puck with the face. Yeah, and we'll see if he gets claimed. So that's the thing. If any of these players get claimed, anyone needs a goaltender, Malcolm Subban and Dustin Tokarski. So got a couple options. We'll see what what happens with these players if anybody claims them or not. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we're getting closer. We are. We're, we're really getting closer. I know you're excited about opening night. I'm excited about opening night. Always excited about opening night, though, right? Yes. And, oh, and we might have an announcement. Might. Tomorrow. We haven't figured it out yet for tomorrow's preseason game. 
yes, we'll see what what happens. We're kind of waiting on a couple of things, but we will we will we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll um we'll make an announcement. I think one way or the other because it'll the announcement will be one thing or the other. So we'll let you all know tomorrow, probably morning, sometime before noon. So look out for the tweets, keep an eye on it, and also make sure if you want to know what we tweet anytime we do, turn on your notifications for our tweets. Don't just follow us, turn on the notifications. It's okay, we don't tweet all the time, we really just tweet during games. So if you can't watch us, turn on our tweets, because we tweet like that. And if you like it, uh, retweet it, because uh, you guys are the reason why we grow. In fact, uh, just a little sneak peek of you guys. Um, I am working on an Instagram account for... Uh, the Kaniac reports, and I am thinking of also adding in transcripts in our website for those who might have some hearing problems because we want the show to be accessible to all every Kane's fan. Yes, yeah, that would be great. And we've also considered some visuals as well for um, that you know, when we have guests on the show, maybe try and and, and do um, video portions of the podcast, especially for our interviews. Um, again, and again, you know, we, we love having people on this show for sure. Every chance we get, it's, it's fun. Um, yeah, we like to thank Wade, Adam, Scott for yeah. coming on the show. They've, they've helped us a lot. And, uh, if you haven't, you really should listen to the Canes Corner podcast. Adam Gold's doing history of the Carolina Hurricanes. If you love history, please do. Please do, please do, please do. He's not asked us to do this. We do not get paid to say that. It's just, it's just interesting. Oh, it is. Like I remember telling you yet yesterday while we were at the Hurricanes game and Stormy came out, I was <laughs> like, "Well, thank goodness he hasn't had a seizure." Well, and again, we're not going to give away too much about this. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Um. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Enjoy your Monday, folks, because we're recording this on Sunday, but you'll listen to it on Monday. Enjoy your Monday. Um, stay attention to our Twitter account. If you guys like this episode, please rate, comment, and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We just want to thank you guys so much for listening to this. You guys are the reason why we make it. So we'll see you guys again next week.